Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hey everybody, this is Caroline Raven and you are listening to the Successful Mentalist Podcast. Oh, hello and welcome to another episode. This is going to be a really great conversation. Uh, We've had Caroline on the show way back, right when we first started. I think, Caroline, you were maybe our first guest, second guest, like r- like way back in time. It's good to have you back here again. Let's get stuck straight into uh, everything. How are you? I am very much a mother of two boys. It's uh, <laughs> I am. Uh, they are currently, what were the, let me think, they are 17 weeks. So they are tiny. I got twins, if you don't know, two baby boys. They're beautiful and gorgeous, but they don't sleep at night, which means mommy doesn't sleep at night. Um, so I have that and I have my shows coming up. And uh, yeah, so I'm tired, but you know, a good concealer and uh, too many cups of coffee and I'm good to go. So what you're saying is the only time you had available for sleep the loose time you had available for sleep you went you know what let's not do that let's do a podcast with the boys why not yeah who needs sleep nowadays i had so much fun last time so i thought this is going to be great oh no pressure no pressure well there's a there's a little project uh that i think more people need to know about that you've been running for a little while uh and it's a book club not just any old book club but it's the magician's book club what what's this all about tell us some stuff well it all started with me uh me and a friend here in sweden named per who is a uh, he's like a magic historian he does tricks as well and he does some shows but he's a teacher mainly and him and i were talking about tarbell course in magic and how we don't read that as much as we should uh it's such a gem and but it's so hard to read by yourself it's, it feels like when you're reading it you're like uh well for me at least and for Pat as well it felt like we were just you know scrolling through the pages and didn't really get it all in and digest it and see what it was all about um and i've been reading tarbell for years and years and we just started talking like how cool would it be to start a book club for magicians uh, maybe five people will join us. <laughs> so we did. We started a book club in Sweden for the Swedish Magic Circle. And I think we were probably around 15 or maybe 18 tops people. Um, and we met weekly talking about the book, or maybe it was once every two weeks now that I think of it. Um, it, it was great. We had so much fun and we learned so much about ourselves and about magic and about theory. And especially we learned how to digest magic like this. Because uh, when you read a book very intensely, it feels like uh, it goes in, you know, one ear and out the other in a way. But I guess through the eyes this time because you're reading it. I don't know how that works. Um, but yeah, so we started that and I posted it on Instagram like, oh, today we're doing the book club. And, and people started reaching out like, can, can I join? And I was like, yeah, can you speak Swedish? <laughs> uh, most of the people said no, of course. And uh, and I was like, maybe, maybe, just maybe, I should do this in English as well. Um, so I asked people on Instagram, like, would you guys want to join us? Um, and a lot of people, like way more than I ever thought would, uh, replied, yes, absolutely. And by the time I started it, we were only t- almost 200 people uh, on the list uh, to join. And I was like, well, how am I going to do this? <laughs> so, uh, like, how do you run a book club that is one, internationally, two, on Zoom, and three, for 200 people? Um, luckily, we're not that many people still. You know, people were, you know, dropping off because it was time difference and uh, and probably the wrong book for people. Um, but we started reading Tarbell Course in Magic. We meet every Sunday. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, it's great. So we we talk about the chapters in the book and we talk about theory and we go into breakout rooms on Zoom and uh, we really go into the depths of what's actually in the book. So I really wanted it to be a club where we read not only, you know, the old classics, but also the new stuff. So first we did Tarbell Course in Magic 1 and then we did How Magicians Think by Joshua Jay. And one of the best things about being, you know, somewhat a famous magician 
is that I know everybody. So I just reached out to Josh, asked if he wanted to join us, and he did. So he was actually on for almost an hour long interview for the book club. Uh, very exclusive, very nice, very fun. Um, so I'm very happy that it turned out to be such such a great thing. And it adds so much value, not only to me, but also for the other magicians out there. Because there are a lot of magicians who are extremely lonely, who don't have a magic club or a magic, you know, like a store they can go to or any any way to interact with other magicians. But this is a way for, you know, I think the youngest one is like 14 and the oldest is probably like 80. Um, and this is a way for us globally to come together and talk about a subject that is very dear to us um, in a way that is very not forced, um, very not magic conventionally. So, and we're having oh, so much fun. That. So, yeah. So we've got like an audience now, uh, since you last come on the podcast, it's just whoosh, exploded. I'm going to put it all down to you. It was clearly Caroline. We got Caroline on the podcast and then that's when the <laughs> listeners came and they went, oh, these guys are doing something Makes cool sense. now. They're getting good guests. <laughs> and then it's just taken off. And we've now got an audience in like 117 countries, I want to say, around the world, um, which I'm happy with, um, which is cool. I didn't, so hello didn't even know the people that in yeah. all over the place. Um before we start today's episode, uh, if anyone's interested in this book club, where can they find it? Where can they find out more? Where can they join? Uh, there's a group on Facebook called The Magician's Book Club, so you can join us there. Uh, but you will have to email me at carolineraben at live.com. We could probably put this in the description. Um, and people can email me and ask to join, and it's completely free. Uh, we have some people sponsor this thing, so that's great, because hosting this on Zoom would otherwise be $70 a month for me. Uh, so it's uh, it, it doesn't feel awesome because uh, first I was like yeah fun we can do this it's free everyone can join but then as you know when you get to a hundred people and more uh, you have to pay because Zoom is you know Zoom like that uh, so yeah it's fun. Oh, I love that. I, I love the, the there's always that difference. There's always that divide between big ideas is what we're usually quite good at as as entertainers. We're great at having these incredibly crazy ideas and then realizing that there's actually stuff that we have to do to make it work. There's actually, you know, whether that's a, a meeting limit on Zoom where you have to pay to get rid of it, or I don't know, let's say you're doing an absolutely gigantic, ridiculously amazing show. And there's a bunch of options there. I think I think we know where we're going with this. Is, is there anything that you could you could tease us about, like this show that you've got planned? Yes, um, we, me and my agent, we decided that we wanted to create a big show. Um, it, it has many different names. <laughs> Currently, we're talking about it as the show, um, but it's basically a magic experience where you meet magic and circus in a way from the moment you basically buy the ticket until you go home. So um, you're going to meet people outside of the door and you're going to go in and you're going to walk around and see all of these amazing things happen. We're going to have a pickpocket. There might be a flea circus because I love flea circuses uh, and a bunch of magicians. And uh, I'm hoping for a burlesque clown um, who is really fat and he's amazing. So I'm hoping for full nude. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. well, it's incredible. Well, well there you amazing. go. <laughs> I mean, I, that's definitely one way to uh, intrigue some people. That's, that's mm -hmm. for sure. Now, how did you, how did you come? I, I feel like I need to travel. Ashley, uh, we're going to make Ashley to. We're going to make it happen. As well. We're going to make it happen. You had we'll me a less clown, Caroline. <laughs> he's like, uh, also my director, actually. He's, he's really talented. Even better. Even the better. The plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is amazing. So, how did you. Like, have this idea of putting on this massive show. Has it been a, something that was on your mind for a long time or just, yeah, let's do this thing? I think for most of us, we, we think of an idea and then we think, uh, let's do this sometime. And then we just put a pin in it and we forget about it. And then years later, we come back to it. And then we do the same thing. Because um, a lot of magicians are procrastinating way too much. And I think that's my biggest strength when it comes to working with my agents. I, I have a million ideas every year and I toss them up in the air and I close my eyes and I hope that she catches some of them. Uh, and she caught this one and she was like, this is fun. This is something that we're missing in the market um, because there are so many shows. There's stand up and there's, you know, open mic nights and there's theater and opera and all of that stuff. But there isn't really a place to experience, not in Sweden at least, to experience magic on a very professional high level like this uh, anywhere except for if you book someone to like a corporate event 
Um, and we wanted it to be open for the public because I feel like uh, I feel like that's where I want to be. I want to do big theaters and I want to go to Vegas later on. So this is a perfect natural next step for that. Well, I mean, we already know it's going to be big. Like if if not, if no one's listened to um, or for the people who haven't listened to your past episodes, you done with us. Like when we last spoke then we was talking about a virtual show you done in a theater like a massive seat of theater just for a virtual like most people do a virtual show in their bedroom or their living room but you're like nah i'm yeah. gonna book this like massive thousand seat of theater for my virtual show yeah. so when you're 1, talking about an actual 20 man so 1120 <laughs> to yeah. be precise just for a virtual yeah. show so like when you're yeah. talking about like a bigger vision of a show now like we can assume this is going to be like yeah. huge what what sort of audience are we kind of like looking like for this uh, it all depends on the venue and what they feel would be, you know, fit for this. Uh, we already booked the venue and it's a beautiful venue. Uh, it has like these old pillars all around the all around the room and it's it's big and it's great. Um, but I think I think it all depends on how we want to fill the room because they can fit. I think it's like 550 people uh, for dinner. Um, but I, I want to be able to walk around in the room. I want to be able to appear and, you know, do magic tricks all around and maybe have cameras all around the venue that really limits how we can position people. So I'm thinking a very intimate experience of tops 300 people per sitting. Love that. Yeah, it's sound, it's sounds fun. so good. It sounds so yeah. good. I, literally, when you were talking about it on your YouTube channel the other day or a couple of weeks ago, I was like sat there like my mind is blown mm -hmm. just by the sheer number of moving parts. Yeah. Like I, I think that's a a big one that most people tend to forget. They think, oh, it's great being able to do these crazy shows, and oh, yeah, Caroline's just got a really good agent and an amazing team, but. There, I'm sure there's other challenges. Is there anything that's come up and that's been particularly difficult when it comes down to this show? Well, people who I want to hire are extremely expensive. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, oh, this is a fun project. Uh, but no, apparently people want me to pay for that. So that's good, I guess. Um, but yeah, that, that only makes sense when I think about it. And when I look at the budget, which is, you know, my agent's post for this. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that was very interesting when I, when I started thinking, I was like, yeah, maybe I want to bring in, you know, Andy Gladwin when he does the thing in the balloon. I was like, that's going to be great. Uh, and I even asked him if he wanted to do it and he was like, yeah, sure. If I can make it, you know, um, but then I was like, yeah, but then there's flights and hotel and he needs to be fed because I believe he eats and then he wants, you know, pay for his family stuff. So I guess that's going to be expensive. So we decided to just bring in Swedish actors and like um, and magicians and, you know, all of that to make it happen. <laughs> Too expensive otherwise. So one of the things you mentioned on this, like you get a big vision and you, you've mentioned this already, like a lot of people out there will get this big idea. It's like maybe it's a giant theater show like this, or maybe it's something smaller, maybe like a parlor show, or maybe even someone just sat here right now saying, you know what, I would love to take the step to just go and do some paid performances at a party. Like, whatever that step is, however big or small, a lot of magicians do end up in that boat, like you say, of just procrastinating and not doing work and getting stuck there. How do you make sure that doesn't happen to you? What is your process to making sure if you've got an idea, you follow through on it and you actually take action so it becomes a thing rather than just an idea that never happened in amongst a million and other ideas? I think it all comes down to the team you have around you. And it doesn't have to be people that you pay or anything. Uh, it has to it has to do with, you know, the friends you surround yourself with and business partners and the people you live with and the people you interact with online. Uh, if you if you have any doubts about how you want to do something, that's only going to make it worse if you don't have people around you that supports you and, you know, gives you the pep talks that you need to be able to make this happen. Um, because when you when you think about starting any project, I think the hardest part is, you know, just to start and know where to go. Because uh, when you start, there is natural parts that comes after when you go to the finish line. It's like, okay, I have to start right now. What do I need to do? In my case, we are starting a big show. What do we need to do? Well, first, we need to make sure we have a venue. And second, we need to make sure we fill the program. What do I want to have in the program? I want to have a burlesque dancer. I want to have, you know, at least 20 minutes on stage myself. That means I have 40 minutes to other people. What do I want that to? What, what do I want that to be? Um, and whenever I create a show, 
I always start with, you know, the, the end in mind when it comes to what I put in the program. What, what do I want them to experience? What do I want them to feel when they walk out of the theater or the, the dining room or whatever it is? And in this case, I want them to feel like that was so much, you know, that was like, um, keep knocking myself, like uh, knocking me in the head, like magic and comedy. And uh, what, what is the thing with the doll? Ventriloquism, there's going to be a ventriloquism guy. Um, and he's so funny, so, so funny. Uh, it's not a really ventriloquism. He has like a mask on people that comes up on stage. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. so funny. <laughs> so good. Yeah, so... I, a funny I, I, story about ventriloquism, to jump in. Uh, Aiden's probably still salty at me because we went to the Blackpool Magic Convention once and there was this guy doing a quick change act and we were like, ah, we don't want to see that. We've seen enough quick change. Aiden, I'll take you to my friend's ventriloquism show. We, we go watch that instead. Anyway, we, we missed the show, which got about two standing ovations. They got a standing ovation midway through and Aiden was like, bro, you... You took me to this small show when we missed out on that. Aiden's been salty for like was, the past four years about that. Look, here's here's the thing. I've got I've got to clear this up because the show was great. Like I until that moment, ventriloquism was just a thing that I just thought was a bit weird. I didn't I didn't really get it. And it was a good show. And now my beliefs have changed. But when you put it side by side of a show that everyone was talking about for days and weeks afterwards, just you know, FOMO kicks in. FOMO kicks in. Yeah. He's still salty. No. What anyway, have you learned from this? <laughs> Ignore Ashley. Um, yeah, it's like a simple option. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, all right. No, no. Anyways, but if you have like a small project that you want to do, I think you have to figure out for yourself like who do I want to include in this project. You don't even have to include them like uh, script wise or in the venue or whatever it is. Uh, but you have to have people around you that support that dream. If the dream is I want to lose weight or the dream is, um, I want to, I don't know, eat healthier, or I want to create a show, or I want to read magic books every week. Um, you have to have people around you that you can, you can talk to when it feels like it's, it's good. And when it's hard and when you have doubts about yourself and those people can remind you and just be like, okay, so why did you want to do this? Okay, I wanted to do it because of X, Y, Z. And then it's easier to rely on the dream again. Um, because we all get doubts, and I get doubts too. I was talking to my agent today. We were talking about the show, and um, and she was like, yeah, I was so scared. What if I, what if people don't show up, you know? I was like, so, so that's your biggest fear? I'm like, I'm wearing heels for the first time in probably six months. That's, <laughs> that's a bigger scare. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so it, you always have to you have to listen to yourself, like believe in yourself. And if you feel fear, like what if people don't show up? What if people think I'm a failure? What if what if I don't lose the weight that I want to? Uh, or in Ashley's case, you're gonna go in a, in a fight in a cage. You're probably scared as shit about that, right? <laughs> no, nah, hard as nails, me. I, I just stick to the vodka. Or just scare the fear away. Vodka, vodka. That's all you need. Oh well, I'm gonna use that for sure. <laughs> Well, that, but, my, my, my follow-up question to this is like, it's great to change our environment uh, and get the right people around and make sure that we've got a, a good environment that's helping us towards our goals. I was going to ask, like, do you have any thoughts in terms of next steps? What are the, 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 the next steps? Like, we've got some good people around. How do we keep moving forwards? Uh, but it sounds like we've answered that with vodka. Um, do, is there anything that you do differently? In life or just when it comes to shows? Because I feel like I'm a very positive person. I don't know. It's because uh, when I talk to people about you know the way that I think, even just magicians around in Sweden, they're like, uh, "How could you like get so what do you want to call it like famous or successful in so short a time?" Because um, we have to remember that I started magic when I was really really young, and I took a 15 year break, and then I came back in December 2013, and two months later, I quit my job to do magic full time. And most people think that's ridiculous and insane. Uh, but for me, it isn't because I'm like, yeah, I, I have this dream. I want to become a magician. What do I have to do? I need to do magic. And what do I need to be able to do that? I need time and I need space and I can't be, you know, away for 40 to 60 hours every week. Um, and I've always been that kind of person that I have, I have a goal and I do it and I go all in. Um, and I've been really good at that, I guess. Um, actually, when when we found out I was having two babies and not just one, uh, my dad's first response was, 
yeah, sure. That makes sense. You've always been extremely good at everything. So why not? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, maybe that was, I get two babies because I was positive thinking. Um, yeah, I'm not so sure that was a good idea. I'm, sh- <laughs> I'm sure there's, a, there's got to be some science in there somewhere that says that's true. Surely, yeah. surely. <laughs> oh, the Caroline's law is what we'll call it. And so things yeah. changed. Like, how was, how was, is like your your magic career as such like the before and after of having kids has as much changed is it is it vastly different or um we're still in a pandemic so we have to remember that i guess um but it's uh it's harder to travel uh for sure um i think it would be much easier if it was only one baby and ask my my boyfriend to take care of you know one baby but now it's it's two he needs to take care of two when i'm away and um i think taking care of twins is more than double the trouble uh, compared to having one. Because if one is sleeping and you just have one, you have all the time in the world. But with twins, one is sleeping, the other one needs you. There's never a break. Um, so I was actually just doing a, uh, a charity event for Ukraine uh, and I was away for two nights and I came home and I saw death in my, in my boyfriend's eyes. It was like, it's your turn now. <laughs> uh, so it, it has changed. Um, and I also think that I am, am easier, like, a, it's easier for me to, um, to feel like I want to stay home. It's easier to turn down work now than it's ever been before. Um, and, and also that's probably because of the pandemic, not just for the kids, uh, cause we're now used to being able to be home and being in our sweatpants all day. And, um, uh, you don't even know if I'm wearing pants right now because you can't see that far down. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> but this is um, uh, it's very strange you bring this up because I was um, just having a meet up with um, some business friends earlier. Completely different context. It's not a magician, but he supplies um, industrial machinery um, to venues like uh, glass washers, dishwashers, cookers, all of that stuff. And he said the exact same thing. Since getting used to the pandemic and realizing that, hey life still goes on you're still here and really getting used to like what you really want out of life and what you actually enjoy and realizing eh, it's not about just having a ton of cash it's about enjoying yourself and having fun and like making mm. the most of what we have here he too has become so much more essential rather than just trying to get work from everyone he's like you know what i just want to work with people that i enjoy if i don't get along with someone i don't need to push for the contract if they can't afford it they can't afford it they can go elsewhere and like one of the things he said this morning was just like how he's been so much more essential he's got less work mm-hmm. on he's making less money but he's actually way more happier and as a byproduct he's loving life so much more he's in such a better mood he's showing up mm-hmm. in life so much better elsewhere just mm-hmm. for being a bit more essential with work so it's really interesting you bring that up as well yeah well that is one aspect of it but then the other thing is that being a magician is it feels like it's um it's something that you especially when it comes to sleight of hand you need to always be out there and practicing and you know doing the shows because i'm feeling rusty to be honest i did a show on sunday and i think probably 20 percent of my script was you know gone because um, I haven't performed a lot because, well, pandemic. And then I was pregnant for a really long time and extremely big. If you haven't seen photos, you have to go check my Instagram. It's insane. Uh, I actually gained 40 kilos and uh, I've lost 35 in 17 weeks. So I'm happy. Um, but yeah, so um, I haven't been performing really. I, I did one show in September and then one in December and now I'm getting back. So it's not weird that I forget. And you will forget if you take a lot of time off. Probably not the same thing if you're selling things to, you know, dishwashers and stuff. But this is something just like singing or playing the piano or playing the guitar. uh, It's something that we need to keep fresh and meeting the audience. That is the best way to keep it fresh. You know, it's uh, you're you're on. Yeah, you're on. That's what you are. 100 percent, 110 percent on. You have to have your script. You have to have your timing. You have to have, you know, the connection with the audience. Um, and that's really hard to practice uh, alone and also on Zoom. It's um, it's a completely different thing. It sure is. It sure is. One of the things um, you brought up, which I was really curious to talk about, um, 
when we got you on the podcast, Caroline, you, you mentioned earlier how you were very good. And when you was younger, when you knew you wanted to get into magic, you just had that extreme focus there. And you went, you know what, I'm going to make this work. And like you said, your career, it took off. And when I say took off, you went big with it. You didn't just go, oh, I'm just going to settle for a few weddings here and there. You went, nah, <laughs> mega celeb, bang, done. Yep, done it, achieved. Like, <laughs> This is why we wanted to get you on the podcast, because, like, you are clearly very, very smart and good at getting yourself out there and promoting yourself and getting yourself known. Like, in the magic industry alone, everyone knows Caroline Raven. Mm -hmm. Like, outside, you're like this big figure that does these big shows. How did you start and build yourself up and promote yourself in a way to grow? Because I want to know about this, because me and Aidan, uh, in our courses, Momentum and other places, we talk about our processes to promote and we talk a lot about networking and building relationships with people. But that's only one part of lead gen. There's a thousand different things that we can do to generate leads and get eyeballs. And I really want to talk about this because this is something which we don't actually or haven't actually covered on our podcast yet. Mm -hmm. um, as you said, there are like a thousand different ways to do this. Um and what really helped for me uh, was to take really, really good press photos. Um, that's when it really changed. Uh, first, I, ha I had really good photos. If you Google like Caroline Raven, you're going to find some really old ones. There's one in a gray dress, and I hate those photos. Uh, one of them is really cute, though. I'm, I have this blindfold on, and I'm looking up, and I am well, closing my eyes up, I guess. And uh, I'm having this huge needle, and I'm about to poke, like a, what is it, poke? It's a pop a balloon so it's getting super ready and, but, and I hold the balloon in the other hand but the balloon doesn't have any helium so it's on the ground uh it's really cute um I never use that photo though uh it's really cute we could, jokes on you we're using that to promote the podcast <laughs> fuck <laughs> uh but yeah so uh then I decided to redo my entire website and I created amazing photos I think this was 2017 or maybe 16 uh and it's so, so easy to get that interview if you have good material for them to start with, because um, it looks so much more professional professional, and they don't have to, to do any of that hard work. Um, and when they see that you, you put in the time and also you look good in photos, um, maybe this doesn't apply to you, Ashley. Sorry. No, <laughs> no kidding. Uh, I have to hide my face. I, it's not I? just a blindfold I wear. It's, it's just a paper bag. <laughs> uh, yeah, so when you have that, it's easier for them to to know what to do with that. It's um, You can do interviews over the phone and they don't have to do anything to get like photos of you and stuff like that. And when they see you can do good photos, it's easier for them to, to take a good photo of you because you have experience. Um, so that's when it all changed. And uh, but we have to back up, up a bit though, because when, when I started, when I started in December, 2013, um, I quit my job after two months and I called the local new newspaper up and I said, hi, I'm Caroline. I quit my job to do magic. And they're like, okay, you weirdo. So they came to my apartment and they did an interview and they did an article called, uh, I think the, the literal translation would probably be something like, um, she's hoping for a magical living or something. Uh, and uh, when I read that now, I really feel like they didn't believe in the dream at all. Um, but that article led to someone reading that and then they wanted to do an interview and that interview was nationally like a it's a big big newspaper for kids uh so i got the cover uh, a poster like a, you know a, a double poster thing uh seven pages it was huge it was in every single school in the country so everyone saw it uh, and that led to me being on national tv a, a kids program but when all of this happened i hadn't done magic longer than three or four months when this happened i had a 15 year 15 year gap no magic uh, so my marketing was like super high and my show was like not as high <laughs> i don't want to say it was shitty but it was you know not very good so i really had to uh, pump up you know the the stuff that i was putting out like uh, the magic tricks i did and, and how much i practiced how many gigs i did uh, just to make sure that my show was as good as my marketing um, and I am uh, never 100% sure that I'm 
up to that level yet because I feel like when people see or hear me or invite me to do different shows and stuff I feel like okay so which which article did they read <laughs> so, uh, maybe that's like an imposter syndrome thing too like uh, okay how good am I really you know I, I said the same thing. I got booked for an online show. I remember speaking to Aiden and Colin Cloud about this. I said, um, yeah, I, I've just been booked for this show in India, for a virtual show for 20,000 people. I'm like, why have they booked me? Last year they booked the Dalai Lama. Why are they booking this man in a bedroom? And I, I was like, I, I, I don't get yeah. it. And, and I, I felt really out of place, which was weird. But one of the things I wanted to touch on, you mentioned marketing. Can, can we get like a, an idea? What, what do you mean? Because marketing is like massive in itself. Mm -hmm. When you say marketing, what sort of stuff are we, are we talking about? What was your focus? In the beginning, it was just getting out there and meeting as many people as I could. Um, there is something called BNI, Business Network International. They are in every single city everywhere i think in the world uh, so if you don't know about them and you if you want to meet people and network you can definitely look them up it's bni.com or something um and you can go there You're, it's free for two times i think to to just visit uh, you have to pay for lunch or breakfast or whatever but it's the meeting is free so i went to every single one that i could find in my you know two hour radius from my house so I did so many meetings the first year. And since I'm a magician and people liked me, I got to come back more than twice. So I met so much people in such a short time. Um, and they, you know, invited me for other networks and coming to their to their parties or whatever and do shows. And, and there were journalists and there were podcast people. And the ball just kind of rolled by itself after that. Because when you are like the spider in a web in a way that way like you are in all the meetings and you are always there uh, people will remember you if you if you just go somewhere once and people don't remember you for what you did or your name or anything and i'm not saying give them a business card because that's not how you do it um it's it's more like you have to there, there needs to be an impression for people to remember you and you can't just be there once same thing online you can't just post something once and hope for people to see it same thing with a show you can't just put out one ad it needs to be something that touches on people many many times um and i don't know why but that's just how it works because people don't remember so what i did uh, in these bni things is that you, you get i think it's 30 seconds to introduce yourself when you're a guest um, so what I did was when it was my turn, I was like entering stage, the amazing, the beautiful, the myth, the humble Caroline Raven. And so I jumped up from my stool and I walked around and I found someone's pen and I took that and I took something else from someone else. And then I just vanished the thing that I took with the pen and then the pen was gone. And I was like, um, yeah, and that's, uh, yeah, that's probably a hard act to follow. And then I just, you know, dunked the, the next person on the shoulder and I sat down. Uh, and so much energy in 30 seconds. So people were like, this I cannot remember. I remember, forget, because I cannot forget. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's how I did it. And people, of course, wanted to come up and talk to me afterwards. Um, it was such a good way for me to get rid of, you know, stage fright and all of that stuff. Because when you have to do that, I want to say like four to seven times a week I did that, um, you're going to be so confident and so so easy on yourself before because I, I still get nervous of course i still get nervous i'm sure you guys do too you can never get rid of all of that um but there's difference between you know getting nervous and have actual stage fright and i think probably i had that before but now it's more like uh more like butterflies like uh, i'm excited it's uh, this is this is exciting and i think i get nervous because it matters um yeah i think oh, i'm not sure. so much to unpack there so much but to, to really condense what you've said there, like we've said there's a million ways of getting yourself out there, but you said rather than focusing on like printing a ton of leaflets and doing a leaflet drop, rather than focusing on just like bombarding Facebook ads, messaging in Facebook groups, people, what you done was really focused on one of the things we're passionate about, actually going face to face, meeting people, making an impression and building kind of like that network and a relationship with people and it's like what they say it's not what you know it's who you know and you focused on building up those connections time and time again and then that and expanding your network led to all these other things in your career 
Yeah, and also I think uh, people want to help their friends. So if they feel like I'm their friend, it's like, oh yeah, I know this magician. We're having this Christmas party. We should definitely have Caroline, because um, then they feel they help the friend out, and I don't really remember their name, but they feel like they know me because we met two or three times. This is such a big deal. This is so important. So many people that we that we speak to are like, oh yeah, it's good. I know a load of people, but it, it's the difference is that this kind of stuff is invisible for the mm. most part to us. It's like, we only hear about it if somebody comes up to us and say, like with a, a gig or with a, with an opportunity or something like that's when we hear about this network or, or I say networking quotes there, because if everybody thinks that it's just schmoozy business card swapping, but we'll use it as a term, mm. but it's, it's that invisible thing. People don't know about all of the hundreds or thousands of times that that one person that you're meeting is talking about you to other people. Like, mm-hmm. And, and that's what's more important, at least from my perspective, that the invisible stuff is what I obsess over, partly because I'll never know about it. It's like a really good <laughs> magic trick, right? It's like, where are, where, where are all of these amazing introductions coming from? I want to know. Um, but it's just a really that's, useful perspective. Yeah, that's actually how I got a sponsored car. <laughs> it's a, I got a, a Mini Cooper with my name on it. Um, this was probably 2018, and I did not have a driver's license. Um, but I was at a networking event and I had, been, I had been there for like a year. It was a really expensive uh, network to be part of. But I was like, this is good for my business. It was a great investment. And I got so many shows out of that. Um, and uh, and also the people who redid my website, I met them there. And I also met my agent there. So it was great for me to be there. Uh, but I was sitting down with this guy named Stefan. And, uh, and I was like, you know, we'd met probably 10 times we played, you know, shuffleboard and we'd had drinks and we had dinner and, you know, talked about all the stuff that we did. And he had this car rental service and I was going to go on tour. So we had had one too many gin and tonics. And I was like, you know what, Stefan, you should sponsor me with a car. He was like, yeah, I should put your name on it too. I was like, 100% yes. So I emailed my agent under the table. I was like, Stefan just agreed to give me a car. (laughs) Uh, And so she set it up. And when we were sitting there signing the contract, uh, I was just about to sign it. I was like, um, so Stefan, I don't have a driver's license. Can I sign this? Uh, and he was like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, I got the car and I had to take a driver's license. So now I have one. Uh, I don't have the car anymore, unfortunately. No. Just rewind, let's just rewind that a second. <laughs> You're saying the power of just talking to people not just open up a few opportunities, not just open up a few podcasts and you got to meet your agent and, and you got to grow and be mega celeb and get some interviews here, there and, and get some gigs and all of that. You got a flipping car just yeah, by talking to someone. <laughs> you, you literally just built a relationship with someone, went for a few drinks and then you landed yourself a car with your branding on it as well. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, We're doing it wrong. On a- on a magical journey with Mobby because Mobby was the company. It was really nice. Wow. We, we've been telling all of our students in Momentum, we, we say the same thing. We say, you don't need to focus on ads and marketing and all that. Let's focus you on building relationships, building a rapport, because when you've got a network of people that love you, it's so much easier to sell. My motto is people love uh, love buying from friends. One of the things we're not saying to them, we're clearly not saying use it so much that you can get. We should be teaching them just like, yeah, and when you've got this, you can get your house, your car, all of your clothes. <laughs> yep. Caroline said they will sponsor you for everything, your food. They'll get you, you they'll raise this for you. You'll be able to go on the holiday. We're doing it. All, we're teaching it all wrong, Aiden. We've just stopped it. Yeah, we can get you two grand's worth of gigs. Now, Caroline's like, yeah, hey, usually you know where to get a car, a flipping car. Wow. <laughs> I also think that one of my strengths is that I am basically an influencer, but I don't, I don't promote that I am. Uh, I get things for free all the time. Um, I had two babies. And now I have three strollers that people threw on me. Um, I thought you should have said you had a third baby then. I was like, oh, yeah, wow, yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. They just gave me another Never one. Again. <laughs> Never doing that again. Uh, no, but it's like people were like, oh, yeah, that's great. So here you go. Um, and ever since I got, you know, the, the blue tick on Instagram and uh, I'm actually losing followers right now. But that's probably because I post mainly baby photos uh, and people know that I'm not single anymore. So they're like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think it's a plus nothing... thing because you're losing all the creepy people. Yes, I am. I don't get any dick pics anymore. Wonderful. Yeah, I, I'm annoyed because I also don't get any, and it makes me upset. 
Yeah. I'm now lonely. <laughs> I'm lonely in my room. Oh, please what? send me people of TSM. I need that in my life. <laughs> what? What? what is happening right now? <laughs> so chaotic neutral energy, Aiden here. I had nothing neutral about this. I'm confused. Oh, crikey. Well, I um, also want to touch on something else, though. Um, we please do. I, I don't think Tarchon is the correct word oh. after what we've just <laughs> oh, said. <no>. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe you just walk around, I guess. Uh, I'm done. I'm done. Close my eyes and just I'm walk done. around. Oh, God. Oh, what is No, one thing that comes with, uh, one, knowing a lot of people, but also having this uh, influence online uh, is that you get to do the things that you say you want to do. Like in my case, I said that I wanted to do three TED Talks by the time I turned 30. I'm now 31 and I've done five. And uh, that's that's extremely impressive. And that's I'm probably the only one that I know of that has done five TEDx Talks. Um, and it, I don't promote it a lot and I don't talk about it enough. Um, and I don't really know why, but it's um, it's something that is, it gives you so much credibility. Like if you can say that you did a TED talk or a TEDx, um, it, it tells people uh, without saying it to their face that you know what you're doing, you're really good at your job um, and, and that what you're gonna get is extremely professional. Um, so what TEDx is, is basically, well, TED stands for technology, entertainment and design. And as magicians or mentalists or jugglers or any type of entertainer, we give them the E. So we are the entertainment. And I've always thought of magicians and entertainers as superheroes because a lot of a lot of people who stand on stages like speakers and MCs or uh, CEOs of companies who want to be funny, but then they're they're not. They have no idea what they're doing and we can give them something they cannot find anywhere else. We can touch them, yes, Aiden, uh, in places that they never knew was possible at a charity event or at a fundraiser or at a corporate dinner. Um, and it's such a beautiful thing to have, the superpower of being able to transform them, to transform them into a world they never thought existed. Um, and we can give that to them either, you know, online or actually going out and creating a 15 minute thing that we want to do for, for TED. So what TED is that you have to have like a, I think it's tops 18 minutes, but preferably around 15 minutes. Uh, they want a solid act and a lot of cities have TED talks. So you can just email them like search for TEDx and your city um, and email them like a link for a performance or whatever. Or if you want to do a talk, that's fine too. Um, but you want to be able to, well, I, I think we as entertainers should want people to see that because they film it and they post it online. And it's also on the TED.com website. Um, so that's really, really cool. I think there's actually one in Buckingham, like where I live, um, mm -hmm. in, in a couple months or something. I, I literally have only found about out about it like last week. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I've only just found out about it. It's at the place I used to work as well, which it, that's where they're hosting it. So, oh yeah, crazy. So um, there you go. Might have to. Yeah, you should. You should totally do it. Have to give it a go. Yeah, you cool. should. Whip out your old mindset stuff. You know what you're doing. <laughs> that's good. Like, um, I mean, there's so much to to really unpack and, and to. You know, as we start to round out the episode, the, the the main things which we've covered, I mean, we've covered a lot from the book club to big ideas and how not to procrastinate and then like how to actually make all of this work and how to make your big ideas happen. But going out and building authentic connections with people, building up those relationships and knowing that just by having a relationship, you can get a show, you can get that We're person hard. to potentially book you. Yeah, a, a a podcast interview or a flipping car a car from just a conversation and drinks like there's a power of networking like to round out have you got any advice on just getting that confidence to be able to speak to people and maybe just ask ask and say would you like to give me a car have you got a gig for me have you got any advice on the the confidence which people need to just go out there and do it I think it's really hard to just, you know, well, ask for a car or ask for a gig. I think you have to go around like, how can I help you? Like, uh, what is what is going to happen now? Okay, we're friends. We've had this breakfast together. Maybe I'll see you again next week at the same meeting. Uh, can I help you in any way? 
Uh, are they growing something? Maybe they are uh, launching a new brand or have a new product come out. Maybe you can give them ideas on how to promote that online. Like, what if you did this magic trick to that thing? Uh, and that's a good way for them to hire you for the first time. Because um, if, if they hire you to do, let's say, a, a post or a video of some sort to do something, it's so easy for them to bring you back later on to like a Christmas show or whatever you want to do. Um, but I think it, when it comes to the confidence, um, it's, it's a, a lot of magicians, sorry to say this, are extremely socially awkward. And we don't mean, <laughs> Ashley is pointing to his face, so funny. Uh, but yeah, so I think, I think we have to get out of our own bubble and our own way uh, to be able to look people in the eye and talk to them as normal human beings. Um, that's gonna make it so much easier to befriend other people. Uh, and as I said before, it's they want to people want to help their friends, right? So I have a corporate event, I have a commercial that I want to do, I have a Christmas show, I have a wedding, uh, I have a baptism or whatever. Um, I want to hire my friend. Um, so make them your friends without being creepy, I guess, um, and ask to help them. It's a, that's what you want to do. It's think of it as a first date. Now I'm talking to socially awkward magicians again, uh, but think of it as a first date. You ask questions. You don't sit like, yeah, I've done this and this. I'm super duper cool. Yeah, you can hire me. Here is my business card. No, it doesn't work that way. Uh, you ask them questions. Okay, what are you working on? What are your goals for this year? Oh, really? You have a family? That's interesting. Oh, horseback riding. I have no idea what how that works. Uh, talk to them, make conversations. So then it's going to be so much easier to um, to email them later on, basically. Like instead of you just giving them your card, ask for their card and you get back to them on something. Yes, absolutely. And I can tell you, you are literally, I know you're a magician. But you're real. You are psychic, Caroline. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> because literally for the past few months, I've been preaching this one analogy to people. Because so many people go out there and will just spam message event entertainment agencies or venues saying, Hey, I'm a magician. I do some cool shit. Do you want to book me? And I'm like, literally just... And this is the exact analogy, which is very similar to what you said. I said literally the same thing. It's like finding someone who looks pretty online and just saying hey you look really nice would you like to marry me it's the yeah. same thing you're literally just and it's like their first reply would be like no go right you're creep you're a creep mm -hmm. and like the same thing as if you're in entertainment you're just messaging someone out the blue they'd be like mm -hmm. i don't even know you and, like i always say if you are in that world and you want to go on a date with someone like you surely you'd start a conversation build rapport and it's the same instead of doing this spammy cold outreach to everyone asking for gigs build a rapport build a connection with the actual person behind the business and like you said make them your friend and when they're your friend like people people love dealing with friends because they trust them they like them they respect them and they want to help them um you are literally a psychic because you've, you've <laughs> taken everything uh, like ah everything you've said thinking, aligns so much yeah well thank you i guess um and great minds think alike uh but yeah so i'm also thinking this thing where uh let's say you have a show coming up for a company and uh there is someone in that network you just started going to you would like to do their next show you could always ask the the people that you're already doing a show for if it's okay if you bring a friend along and you can invite that person to the show um, and that's a, that's a really nice thing to do. And most of the time people say yes, um, because, you know, it's a big venue pro probably. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's a friend you can just bring anyone. So that's a really good way for them to see what you do and see what you're all about, um, without just here's a video or here is my awkward, you know, social media stuff. Um, show them the real deal. It's a really good way to do it. And same thing when you find an agent that you want to work with, show them what you do, not just talk about what you do. Show not tell. Show not tell. Mm -hmm. That's that, that. That might even be the title. You know, I might even use that as a title for this episode. Show mm -hmm. not tell. Well, I know Aiden's <laughs> about to wrap up. So for consistency, we started talking about the Magicians Book Club. Email Caroline. The details are below. But to make it full circle before he quickly wraps up, which I know he's keen to get to because we're hitting the two o'clock mark as of recording this, uh, I want to recommend a book to you, Caroline, which I know you're going to love because it aligns with everything you said. You've probably read it because you are a smart person who likes to read books. Uh, but if you haven't, uh, I would recommend the one Aidan's got in his brain right now, Keith Ferrazzi, Never Eat Alone, um, is a wonderful, wonderful book, which Aidan's going to hunt for right now. 
Um, it is literally a lot of stuff you've said. Um, you'll resonate in there and it'll give you some really good ideas. Fantastic book on networking and building relationships and leading with generosity and value. Um, it's a really, really good read. You know, you know what we should do? Like uh, when we have a book that we really like, we should just pass it along to other people when we read it. That's such a nice way to like... Aiden does one better. No, no, no. Aiden doesn't just pass a book on. What he does is, that's a good book. I'll buy 10 of them and then I'll give them out to friends. Because what you don't see on the other shelf <laughs> is a book of 10 of the same books, which he's given out to people. No way! <laughs> Look at the, that! There's another five and another... Uh, no, there's another three up there and two that my laptop is currently being balanced on. Oh, I, I see you don't have my address. I don't have friends. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's you should read that's that the implication. Yeah. I, I've read it 10 times. It's amazing. <laughs> that's why he doesn't have friends. <laughs> Oh, absolutely good. Absolutely good. Well, with that said, Caroline, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Have you got any final messages, big big insights or or preaches? Preaches? Is that the word? We'll roll with that. Preaches to the world of magic. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, anything you want to say before we wrap up? Uh, well, I can just touch on this one more time that I really think that magicians and mentalists and jugglers and all of us, we need to consider ourselves way more like superheroes than we already do. Like we give people something they cannot find any other way. Um, so believe in that. Have that with you when you walk up to people and talk to them like I'm a superhero, maybe not Batman, you know, uh, but I'm a superhero. I can give them something unique and special to their next event or to whatever they're doing. And it's going to be so much easier to talk to them and, and make it about them, not about you. Love that. Thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, we'll see you very soon. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you straight there or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. And we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum, and we'll send you all of the details.